Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast, We Go For It. We're sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring. This podcast is brought to you by Norman and Advancing Life Projects. Let us help you advance your life project. Thanks for joining us on our 365-day Best Wishes for You series. This is episode 76, and our wish of the day is... May you rise above mistaken or mean-spirited criticism. May you rise above mistaken or mean-spirited criticism. You know, a lot of people are very quick to criticize, and I often like to make the distinction between criticizing and critiquing. Critiquing is even-handed, it's objective, and it's positive and negative and it is quite constructive. Criticism, well, criticism is negative. And it's even worse when it's mistaken or mean-spirited. I just wanted to share a little story that I heard uh, from Tom Peters, the management educator. And it has to do with the feedback on doctors and patients. And it's about listening. According to Tom Peters, there's been a lot of research done which backs up a book by a Harvard Medical School doctor whose name is Jerome Groupman. Now, he wrote a book based on all this research, and it's entitled How Doctors Think. And it was really interesting because it had something to do with listening. And the way it's presented is that they first lay out the premise that asking the question, what is the number one source of evidence of a patient's problem? And they answer that question by saying, well, it's the patient. And then they talked about a research study, the studies that ask and answer the following question. And this is important because it fits in directly with our wish for the day. And the question is, how long is it before the doctor addresses you, sits you down, how long is it before the doctor, on average, interrupts? Interrupts with a an idea of what you have, some kind of a diagnosis, etc., etc. How much time passes? And people were asked, I've asked many people that I work with the same question. I get a, a very broad range of answers. And the research shows 18 seconds. And the doctor has interrupted with his opinion. Now, as Tom Peters rightly reassures, this is not done in order to trash doctors. Absolutely not. But it does underline an important point. It is designed or it is, this is, this issue is raised to wake us all up, especially managers and leaders, and to wake us up to the wasted opportunities that abound. You know, the opportunities to really understand each other, be it colleagues, subordinates, friends, partners, clients, what have you. And in good part, because many of us don't really listen. So if a doctor, on average, well-intended, well-intended, 99.9% of the time, only waits 18 seconds before interrupting, How good are we at listening to each other? 
yet we are very quick to foist our opinions and ill-informed criticisms and remedies on whoever we've targeted. I think that's really a, it's a glaring inconsistency. Many of us fail to invest the time and effort necessary to really understand a situation, but we are quick to criticize, and at times harshly. And here I'm, in t- I'm referring to the well-intended. I'm not referring to those who, tr- who actually want to hurt you. Now, there are of, the, of course, there are those who wish to hurt and to bring you down. Well, they do that because it increases their own sense of importance. It feeds their fragile egos. And what's the remedy? Well, you know, we can sit around and complain about it and hope that people change, maybe. I mean, there are more and more podcasts and programs and books about effective listening. However, if you're waiting for the world to change, for you to feel better, you're going to be waiting around a very long time. So there's some things we can do in the meantime in order to insulate ourselves from malicious or mistaken criticism, and also things that we can do to be better to be better listeners and better critiquers ourselves. And I think one of the main things to do is choose your inner circle carefully. And I really mean it. Not just choose, assemble your inner circle carefully. Well, based on what criteria? Well, in general, this is a very, very, very big question that can't be answered in one podcast episode, but it is a question of self-esteem. And when we say self-esteem, essentially, that's a very fancy word for I know me. Well, what do you think of you? You know, that, that's, that's, a, that's a very deep question. And it's something that it's such a vast topic that one or even several podcast episodes, however well intended, they couldn't do it justice. However, we can, we can ask, we can lay out some ground rules for ourselves with regards to harsh criticism versus sincere measured feedback and suggestions. Now, you know, judging goes both ways. It really does. If someone's going to judge me, well, I'm going to judge them. Now, make sure you accurately judge the criticizer based on what criteria. Where Here are some suggestions. I'm sure you can come up with a more exhaustive list, but this can get us started. And when we're when someone's criticizing us or choosing to foist whatever opinion they may have about, <clears throat> about our situation, we might want to ask ourselves, well, who is the person in front of me? What is their level of credibility? What is their level of credibility in the area they are criticizing me in? Do I know them? Do I trust them? Do they have my best interests in mind? And how do I know that? Are they criticizing me or my actions? Have they actually listened with a sincere desire to understand? This is just a very perfunctory list of criteria, but it's a list that I often run through when people are criticizing me or saying something that I know is not true about me. And it really helps, it helps me recenter myself and to kind of not protect necessarily, but definitely to position myself in a way where I don't fall 
to this insincere, needless, hurtful, mistaken criticism. You know, it, 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 it does come back down to the question of self-esteem. And self-esteem is a vast topic. But any all, and all challenges related to low self-esteem, they must be attacked from two angles, study and action. Now, why do I say study? Well, when I say study, I've mentioned this, I've talked about it in, other, in previous episodes. When we're talking about study, it doesn't have to be just reading. It can be, but it can be observation. It could be self-reflection. It could be watching videos on YouTube, listening to podcasts, taking notes, and then acting on it. Now, why is it so important? And why is it so important for our self-esteem? Because self-esteem is linked in intimately with this whole question of being protected and buffered from hurtful criticism. How we think about ourselves is very important. You see, why is it important to study? Well, according to Bob Proctor, he gave us a number of steps and how it works out. Study leads to understanding. Understanding leads to faith. Faith leads to well-being. Well-being leads to expression. And expression leads to acceleration. Why? Because we're at ease. Because we understand things. We understand ourselves. We understand our relationships with our goals, with ourselves, and with each other. And it all comes out of study, getting to know ourselves better. This is not, I am not espousing navel-gazing. I'm espousing, or I am standing firmly for getting to know ourselves, our qualities, our potential, our interests, our loves, our weaknesses as well that we want to mitigate. But it's really getting to know who we are. And until we do that, it is extremely difficult to do anything effective with regards to our self-esteem or with regards to our insulating ourselves from unnecessary harsh or mistaken criticism now what is the what is the what is the the, uh, the opposite side here if study leads to these things what are we actually fighting against why are we studying because we're fighting against ignorance ignorance about ourselves ignorance is the most destructive force you will ever encounter and bob proctor once again tells us ignorance leads to fear Fear leads to anxiety. Anxiety held for too long, unattended or unaddressed, will lead to depression. And depression leads to disintegration. We have a choice. We can choose study and we can grow and have a wonderful life, a life we choose, a life that fits who we are. Or we can remain in an ignorant state and just be bobbing along like a bottle on the ocean, going this way and that as the currents carry us. And those currents are the mean, bad and badly intended or mistaken criticisms that we will receive and that we will continue to receive and allow to affect us if we choose. 
We have a choice, and it's a choice you have in your power to make all the time. And as we part ways, I share my sincere wish with you once again. May you rise above mistaken or mean-spirited criticism. Until next time, take care, be kind to yourselves and each other, and remember that ultimately, you hold the key. Thanks for your time.